kicking off for last week's Wolves right away. How are we doing, ladies and gentlemen, ladies, folks, everybody, today's, she's, hers, whatever's. Well, guys, everybody's welcome. You know what time it is. It's tremendous. Gather around. We got some light and <laughs> played them a couple weeks ago, and I enjoyed them so much that we had to play them again. Jim McNally, is it? No, Jimmy. No, Jimmy Nelly wishes he was in Night Entertainment. My he'll, bad. He'll get. He'll get it. No, J uh, James. James Dunlop. James Dunlop. That's right. All right. Well, I'd call him Jimmy. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, Jimmy Dunlop um, has. I've loved. I love what you're doing out there. Tom showed me some other stuff. We might play that later in the week. That's not important. What is important is that Tom and I have finally been united. Not in the week that we usually record our podcast. In fact, it's the same week that we're going to be releasing the podcast, which is very out of the ordinary. But here we are, which means we're going to be doubling up on recordings because Tommy is. Getting successful. <laughs> oh, yeah. Newcastle Fringe, where careers go to be born. That's where <laughs> everyone gets discovered. In the what are they? What they the love fun? Duggan. They, they love Steel Cameron Duggan. City. Yeah, they do love Cameron Duggan. The Still City. That's right. Yeah. Um, did they? Uh, okay, so Tommy was actually doing. Uh, he did a couple of shows. Did a little run of shows with friend of the podcast Anthony Lacascio runs the Hack Pack podcast, which uh, Tom and I have both been featured on. And uh, you guys spent together in a single bedroom hotel. <laughs> with bunk beds, bunk yeah. beds. Yeah, they said it was to save money, but mm, there's plenty between those two. <laughs> no, how was the weekend? That no, was great. It was really good fun. I was. Uh, it's kind of a thrill when you go out to a, a city that you don't really know anyone, and people still rock up for some reason. And mm -hmm. I was thinking that, like, I don't know. Fuck yeah, Tom. If I weren't doing stand up, I don't think there's a fucking chance I would go and see some stand up comedian I'd never heard of. Which is why it means so much. Yeah, for sure. And uh, the act before the the. Uh, well, okay, on the Friday night, the show before me was called Make America Great Again, the musical. Mm. So not exactly my audience. Oh, now this is funny, actually. So <laughs> That might be exactly your audience. You should have handed flies out of the end of that. Wow. <laughs> I, was like, I was pretty sure this was my audience, but then I found out it was a parody. Uh, we thought you were on the stage of the last show. <laughs> I thought you were Make America Great Again. <laughs> uh, but, uh, okay, so um, when one of the venues that I was originally meant to be on got cancelled like they pulled out of the fringe they pushed a lot of the stand-up acts into the one place and we got an email from them they were like hey guys just letting you know this venue's cancelled they pulled out so we're moving into the grand that's the new venue we're gonna make the grand a dedicated stand-up comedy space for the festival so that's gonna be where all the stand-up comedy is and they're like uh we've already seen lauren her stand-up show is uh, it's already sold out, so we're going to try and get all the overflow. Sydney comedian Lauren Bonner? No, 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 no. I don't know who what this Lauren's last <laughs> name is. Town comedian Lauren? <laughs> <laughs> Newcastle comedian Lauren something. <laughs> She's like the share of Newcastle. It's just Lauren. <laughs> no, it's like La <laughs> it's Lauren. She kills it. <laughs> Lauren. <laughs> Which Lauren? What do you mean, which Lauren? <laughs> yeah. You know which Lauren. My first daughter's name is Lauren. <laughs> After Lauren of Newcastle. <laughs> Lauren's here. Lauren, Lauren? Yes, Lauren. Lauren. This joke has gone too long. This is so bad. So no, okay, so she's like, uh, Lauren has already sold out her run. We're going to try and get her overspill to you guys so people who can't go see her. Lauren is a 55-year-old lesbian woman whose show was entitled Who Let the Dyke Out? <laughs> <laughs> Somehow I don't think we have the same audience. <laughs> So you were competing with heavy hitters, Tom, is what you're trying oh, to say. Oh, yeah, she sold out both her nights. I did not. <laughs> and uh, and then, so the act, uh, immediately before me on the second night, it was a uh, it was a, a show called Pop Poetry, run by, do you know uh, Eddie Rockefeller? Yeah, she's, yeah. Great. she's great. She ran it, and uh, it was it was something. It was it was something. It was uh, it was pop music expressed as poetry, and it did feature at least one or two pretty involved interpretive dance bits, oh, which was a lot. 
Uh, I think that that would have been probably the funniest thing that happened that night. Oh, and until I was on, baby. And then <laughs> you, uh, well, yeah, I was yeah, on yeah. afterwards. Yeah, that was a I really jumped on the pop show. Really <laughs> offensive. <laughs> <laughs> Just taking little jabs at me. Uh, but no, and then... Uh, so I, when I was on stage, I have a, I have a joke about improv and I said, uh, and as I was on stage, I was like, Oh, just in case you guys don't know what improv is. Uh, did anyone see that bullshit show on before me? Yeah, that's improv. It's terrible. <laughs> and low cash, she was watching it. It's like, Eddie Rockefeller really, really loved your set until you made fun of her show. <laughs> so the and first 15 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. No, well, you know that it is what it is. What do you? You got to blow me away with it, and the title is not blowing me away. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it was great. It was a, it was a real thrill getting an hour on stage. A lot of time. Yeah. A lot of time. Yeah, I'm very proud of you, man. Tommy, uh, Tommy claps. Tommy, round of applause for Tommy. Do we have a round of applause? I don't know. Maybe give you something. Give me a noise. Oh God. Quick pressure. It's been. A, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> it's the best I can it's do. More appropriate. <laughs> Tremendous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, I'm do. very proud of you. Well done. Uh, but yeah, no, tell me about. So we uh, we both did. Uh, I think more so interesting stories are going to come from gigs from the week before. Mm. You uh, you opened for for want to be friend of the pod, Christian Elderfield. <laughs> <laughs> Christian Elderfield. No, Christian Elderfield. Christian Elderfield sent Elliot a message last week asking if he could be on the podcast. This is the test. If he doesn't at least mention this to us that we rinsed him in the first five minutes of the latest episode, he's never getting on this podcast. <laughs> But if he you does, say last week it was he today. Does, he sent if, it to me today. <laughs> if he does listen and he gets us in touch with us and says, "I heard you rinse me on the podcast," he's never getting on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's a maybe. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, Christian Oldfield's an absolute champ. He's uh, he's a nice guy. He's a Sydney comedian from England, and I, I got let me open for his um, hour show last week and um we set it up the night before on the monday it was just like a quick sort of we were at the same gig and he's like do you want to open for me um yeah, i was like that's fine i would love to do that and i went there and there wasn't like an mc before just anthony saw Lake skinner at magic mike pots point hotel um bringing me up onto the stage and i was like so i got up there and i'm an awful mc and i just proceeded <laughs> to, to um like i'm the first comic that's coming up on for Christian's one hour show. I'm supposed to be going up there with like, hey guys, really nice to see you. It's raining. I thank you for making it out here, you know, and I proceed to get up there and bomb for 15 minutes and just get angry at the audience. And there was a girl in the front row that had bad eyebrows and she was giving me like, she was talking shit a little bit. So then I started making fun of her eyebrows. What, and what do you, what makes for bad eyebrows? Her, her, her face. <laughs> Whatever she grew was awful. I can't even logically tell you what was wrong with them symmetrically. I just knew that get rid of them. And uh, so this girl was in the front row. Get rid of them. You'd be better without eyebrows. Start again. <laughs> start fresh. <laughs> start anew. Um, and so uh, I was just, every time a joke bombed, I went back to her. I was like, eyebrows, what'd you think of that? Oh. And uh, she was not liking it. And then I did an eyebrows joke. She was a little bit more in. <laughs> she was a little bit more in. And uh, I will actually, I'll have Tom in post-production put in some clips from my bomb. Oh, um, I've put in, I'm looking forward to hearing the clips about eyebrows now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you gotta, you gotta give me some eyebrow specific content. I was just talking shit about eyebrows. <laughs> so, yeah, so, uh, I saw that a uh, similar thing, you know, when like you're not going, when things aren't going well and just someone in the crowd becomes the repository for all of your self hatred. Oh yeah. And you're like, Oh no, this is your fault. Not yeah, this isn't yeah, on yeah. me. This is on you. Yeah. 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 It's this one shitty look and they become like, they're, <laughs> they're like, they became brave enough to become the voice of people and be like, Hey man, we're not enjoying this. <laughs> And you're like, where do you get off? <laughs> you got like a primer on them. <laughs> uh, when uh, 
I saw on Wednesday night I was at Magic Mike and uh, Will Gibb had a phenomenal set. Like you, you Will know, Will Gibb's a champ. Will Gibb's a champ. He runs um with Alex Milinkovic. Uh, Kuji. Kuji comedy and uh, on Hive on a Thursday. That's right. Which is where this the rest of the story takes place. So on Wednesday night at Magic Mike, everyone's bombing. Like it's a tough, tough night. No one is doing well, and Will goes up and just makes it look easy. Just fucking kills it. Mm. And then the uh, and and I, I was very impressed, and I told him so. And then the next day, I was at Hive. And Hive, you know, you got to think Magic Mike, like a professionally run room. It's, you know, you can fit probably like 60 people in there. He's on there with like, you know, really, really established, well-known comics and stuff. And then uh, the next night he's at Hive in front of 12 people and it is not going well. And I could just see him turning. And you know when it's like, <laughs> it's just not, it's not banter. It's just, it's just abuse. It's like, <laughs> it's, it's like a werewolf turning over. But instead of a full moon, it's just judgment. <laughs> you're, you're like, <laughs> well, yeah, because it, it was, and you could just see... We've all been there as well. Like you have a really good set in an important, well, not not that it's not important, but you have a really good set in like a big professional room where you want to prove yourself and the next night you're doing it in front of 10 people and like, fuck all of you. You don't know. <laughs> you don't know who I am. You that's don't know what I'm capable of. That's my inner dialogue getting coffee. <laughs> <laughs> You've always said a thing. I, no, I remember I'm you saying this thing to me. I don't know if you are. I remember <laughs> you said this thing to me about how every time you drive past a construction site, you oh, have yeah. an inner part of you that's like, you should be working there, you piece of shit. <laughs> That's because, what you say to yourself. Oh, bro, it's it's more of a fear kind of thing because um, I remember that was the last straw when I went to like comedy was like I was doing um, concrete application. I may have told this story. I was doing concrete applicating. So it was like I had to get there before all the guys got there on the site in the morning, like, you know, uh, if you're a late 7 a.m., but a lot of guys got there at like 6.30 kind of thing. So I would have to be there at 5 a.m. on sites out like Olympic Park when I live in Kensington and um, spray freshly laid concrete. And wait, then, wait, so what do you, I don't understand. So what are you doing? So Why I do would, you have to be there before everyone? Because, um, so the freshly laid concrete needs to have a layer of plastic epoxy spray um, on top of it so that it can maintain a, a certain level of moisture. Uh, and so that was my job. I got there with like a Ghostbusters backpack thing and sprayed it like a weed whacker kind of okay, thing. Yeah, yeah. So that when they, when they did construction over it in the day, it didn't um, damage it or the, it wasn't too late to get the moisture in with dirt on top of it. So the, it was it was a bullshit job. I, I like it was um, fucking... The worst. And it was my last show where I was just like, Elliot, are you going to do something else or just kill yourself? Like, <laughs> you know, like, this is the... And, like, <laughs> I was just like, dude, the, so when I would go past... Uh, you can just take the advice you gave the eyebrows girl. Start over. Just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't worry. I thought about just flipping the board. <laughs> being like, maybe the next Fli life. Flipping the board. <laughs> being like, whoops. <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> just pulling the cartridge out of the Sega and being like, Street Fighter over. <laughs> no, but, I, no, but I, whenever I saw, um, I'd have to walk up. Um, what do they call it again? <laughs> Scaffolding? Thought of suicide is just like rage quitting. <laughs> <laughs> it makes it easier. <laughs> you know, um, no, no, you know, scaffolding, they have it at the front of new buildings and stuff like that. That's what I would walk up and stuff. It was always the shittest. I'd have like steel cap boots, this big cumbersome backpack. I'd be angry swearing to myself in the middle of the night, like in the for break of dawn, like crack of dawn sort of thing. And every time I drive past it, I'd get like shivers. I'd be like, bro, if you make too, too many wrong decisions, you're back there. And well, I was like, and so I'd be having bad days. I'd be like, you do deserve to be like that, you fucking piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> and you said, Elliot, this lifestyle has to change. I'm going to follow my dreams. 
and start cleaning people's houses. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's I justify it by chasing my dream of being a comedian, which is uh, you know not not going to happen. <laughs> but I'll I'll die swinging. <laughs> I'm going down like uh, Roberta Duran. No mas. You just got to hope your obituary says. Uh, Want to be stand-up comedian, not professional house cleaner, Elliot Rivetti. As long as they acknowledge the dream and not the reality. Yeah, that's why I've started Bondi cleaning Revenge Co. It's so that you know one of the sending two fireworks off. See which one goes higher. You know what I mean? And you I'll are, still jump on the comedy one. <laughs> be like that one went into the ocean immediately. <laughs> that one didn't even light. You don't have snorkels. You, you ran out of matches. <laughs> You're in dresses. Uh, speaking of Bondi cleaning and Revenge Co., uh, you showed me one of the most traumatizing videos I've seen this year so far. It's pretty bad. What? Uh, tell us about your, your latest client. I might be able to post it. We're not big enough yet. Um, but it's, uh, I got this client that is a new mother and her partner is... In one, is it, was it one kid? One kid, one baby, like three months old, four months okay. old, brand new kind of thing. And the husband is in the Navy. Um, actually, yeah, about that old. Um, and the husband is in the Navy and just off most of the time. And she's like Spanish and stuff like that. And it was kind of weird when she booked the job because she said, can I have the cleaner's address? And uh, my, my, but clean, my, bond, my, my business partner, Otis Dingwall, said, uh, we don't do that. And he called me, he goes, hey man, is this, is this traditional? I was like, not at all. What, what a freaky thing to ask. We don't give out addresses at all. Um, if that's not good enough, we'll leave it. And then she ended up booking me. But then when I got there, the house is like... It's a goblin tornado. You know the <laughs> goblin tornado we talked about? It's a goblin tornado. I, would, I, I remember the term goblin tornado, but I'm not sure when. When did you talk about a goblin tornado? It, it looks like, um, it, it kind of looks like fucking um, Hell's Angels had parties there or something <laughs> like that. You know what I mean? And they're all terrible cooks. And like they, um, yeah, so the kitchen's just stuffed. Like the sink is full of water and like meals from whenever. And it's this house. It's, it's the classiest meth den I've ever seen in yeah, my life. Yeah, it looks like the train spotting house. Train spotting house. If heroin Where the gave baby die. <laughs> <laughs> if heroin gave you the munchies and you couldn't stop cooking, <laughs> yeah, it looks like the train spotting. I knew it was going to be weird. I, well, the first thing was the address, but the second sign was when I walked in. Uh, that she goes, "So, uh, do you clean?" I was like, "No." I said to her, "I noticed there's nappies everywhere," and I was like, "Look, I don't, um, I don't touch nappies. I don't touch nappies. I don't take that out." And she goes, "Okay, what about if I bag them up and uh, you could take the bag?" And I said. I don't take nappies. <laughs> she, she just laughed and just was like, all right, cool. No worries. Uh, she gave me that Spanish laugh that you, <laughs> that I, uh, yeah. So then uh, I, I was like, I, I ended up doing three hours cleaning the place. Just got the kitchen done. <laughs> that was Fuck. it, bro. So it looked truly miserable. I'm you heading like, back there this week. What's, what's your, like, what is the feeling you get when you walk into a house like that? Well, there's part, there's a part, there's a part of me that goes, okay, I can charge a lot more for this, mm -hmm. so that's part of it. And then the second part of me is, I've tried to write a joke about this. These people are going to be very appreciative for whatever I do. <laughs> so you can literally, so if you walk into a, a place that is spotless, people are almost annoyed that they can't tell what you've done. You've said that before, where you go to places that aren't that dirty, and you're like, well, fuck, what am I looking for here? What am I looking for here? When there, when it, but when there's a crack house, and you're like, you have no idea what my standard of cleaning is. It's super high. And uh, once I turn some of the flip these rooms, you're going to be like, once I leave and, you, and I give you a fortnight to a week to accrue the mess that you would usually do in your lifestyle, you're going to be like, where is that guy? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like when you go on stage as an open mic, who's, as someone who's done comedy more than five times. And you're like, oh, yes. this guy actually knows what a joke is. Yes. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. like I've fucking cleaned it at like a certain standard, everything. The house smells nice when I leave. And they're like, so it gets to a certain amount of time. Even if when I leave, they're like, well, I don't need to do that for six months. <laughs> and then, but then they'll be like, wait, I miss the smell of lavender coming out of my vacuum. <laughs> <laughs> 
today's podcast is not brought to you by Stan, the digital platform that hosts some of the world's hottest TV shows and movies that nobody is talking about. Start a free three-month trial today and then forget to cancel it. Stan, Australia's fourth favourite streaming service. And we're back. Yeah, sorry, Bob. Uh, Elliot, you were just about to tell me about getting angry at your neighbour. Thank God we have mics. Um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, almost almost wasted that content on my <laughs> virgin ears. <laughs> yeah, I knew you wouldn't listen. No platform. The, what happened was, uh, so I don't really like my neighbours too much. Um, never have. <laughs> but I always like you know. So every now and then I'm in a good mood and I'll send an olive branch or something. And uh, the bins, my fucking neighbour didn't take out like you're supposed to. We have an alternating week. You either take out red and yellow, or red and green. But always red. And this motherfucker went out to the street and decided that no bins needed to take out. You know how you look on the street and you go, is it yellow day? Is it green day? And you look at what everyone else is doing. Uh, and he decided, I'm not going to put any of the bins out. And I said, um, he only, I lied. He put out one of the red bins. Only one of the red bins, leaving the other one full and the other two. And I went, Bernardo, did you take out the bins? And he goes, oh, yeah, I did. I uh, didn't know what day it was kind of thing. I'm like, but you only took out one red and none of the others. And he goes, yeah, I got confused. And I was like, all right. <laughs> and then I just went inside. And then this week... <clears throat> This wait, week. Wait, wait, wait. You, were you wanting to take out your bin? No, we share the bin. Oh, okay. So we we, we, we rotate. Like, if you're going to take out the bins, just take out the bins. If, okay. if I'm walking past the bins and they're out, we just bring them in. So were all of them meant to go out? All of them meant to go out. Four bins. And this guy took out one bin. <laughs> right. And, and, so how long, then, and how long has he lived here? More than me. <laughs> Over five years. He's like, I think they changed it. They changed it, didn't retarded. they? Retarded. So I, I'm like, whatever. Okay, you're retarded. That's fine. And then we the next, this this week, a Sunday, well, I wake up this morning uh, on Monday morning when they're supposed to be emptied and I get out there. This guy's only taking out the red bins and the recycle bins are full to the brim and I go outside. Everyone else is taking out the yellow bins and I go, Bernardo, I'm coming back out and he's out the front. He's out the back and I go, Bernardo, did you take out the bins this week? And he goes, I, yeah, yeah, you still, know. Still confused. <laughs> that's basically what he said. He goes, I wasn't sure which ones we're going to go, but they're full to the brim. And he goes, uh, well, you know, and then as I'm, I was, I was like, that's unbelievable. We have to go for it with like another week. Can you please, like, if you want, come and get me, we'll figure it out together. <laughs> and then he, as we'll, I was, we'll drop a grid, we'll do some calculations. And I walked away and he goes, well, why don't you take him out? And I was like, you know what? I'll take him out and you can bring him in because that's all you're capable of. And, <laughs> and then he goes, he looked around and was like, well, thanks. And I was, I was like, you're welcome. You come home one day and only the red one's been taken in and you're like, but no, no. <laughs> this was at, you, no, at nine. I was confused. I didn't know. What. <laughs> <laughs> this was at 9 a.m. though, fucking. He, and he was still, he was in underwear when we were having this conversation. He was in a shirt and underwear. <laughs> Tell me about Bernardo. What's his deal? He, oh bro, he's such a piece of shit. He's, he's, <laughs> he's, he's just such a weak man. He's just such a weak man. Like he, came, a, he came across in that story a little bit lovable. Like oh he no. came across a little bit just like an idiot, but you no, know. No, dude, he's such an like idiot. A, like okay. a Will Ferrell character, maybe. No, I, he, his dream was the stage. He wanted <laughs> to be um, a stage actor and he teaches uh, stage sword fighting. Okay. Um, in the backyard. And he teaches, <laughs> yeah. he teaches, he gets like one off like uni students to come around and then they figure out he's insane and then they never come back. And, uh, but he, yeah, he's like, and everything that he does, whether it be a sneeze or can pass me that is a projected voice to the back of the room. Like he's an actor kind of thing. Like everything's like, ow. Like he's like, he's like, if he's like sneezing or he kicks his toe, it's like for the whole audience kind of thing. It's just like, dude, keep it in the house. I remember walking through the park at Sydney park and, in uh, out Nissan Peters. And apparently there's a group of guys that meet up there, dress up like knights and have sword fights. Oh, yeah, I've seen them. Like, how how horrible do you have to be with women to that to be your number one hobby? You know what I mean? Like, you that is a new... You just have to accept 
that life is going to be bleak from now on. That's so funny. We asked, I was with my some friends and we kind of were like, uh, we were kind of trolling, but also wanted to. But we, asked <laughs> if, we asked if we could join them. Oh, really? Yeah. And they were like, no, there's safety precautions. We signed forms and stuff like that. And then we were like, well, this is even lamer than I thought. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. When I was uh, on exchange in the States, I might have talked about this before, but who cares? Uh, when I, uh, we had a, I joined a, the rugby team there. They didn't have an American football team, so they had a rugby team. And all the kids that were like not good enough football players to go to a football school, but still liked it and wanted to hit people, went and played rugby. And on Thursday, uh, we used to train Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays. On Thursdays, we had to train on the shitty oval because the good oval was used by the Quidditch team. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't you have just played underneath them? <laughs> <laughs> well, they're in the, the air. The Quidditch team were more respected than the rugby team at that stage, I think. <laughs> oh my god, what a bunch of fucking that 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 annoys me. You dweebs. Oh fuck, massive dweebs. Wouldn't you just? I don't know. You just spend whole time like flicking things from them from the windows above. Or so something. many of those things I look at, and I'm like, I'm sure it's heaps of fun. I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> you know, I'm what sure am I gonna be- lower myself <laughs> to having that much fun? <laughs> I won't do it. I won't see me do it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like, don't you guys care what I think about this? <laughs> oh my god. Did you ever ask? You went to uni, right? Yeah. Did you ever ask a girl out at uni? Uh. Did you ever see a girl that you like, and you're like? <sighs> Let me buy you a coffee or let me buy you. Oh, I was always too piss weak to that. Unless I could do it digitally, I wasn't interested. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, maybe I'll swipe with her on Tinder. If I swipe hard enough. Maybe I can make a fake account and reach out to her <laughs> <laughs> and find out if she likes Tom. <laughs> if I'm in the same group of it as her, she has to give me her email. That's <laughs> this guy, <laughs> Wommy Titcom, keeps trying to add me. <laughs> uh, go on with your terrible segue into the story. <laughs> <laughs> Like that had anything to fucking do with what we were talking about. <clears throat> well, I was just trying to think about something to do with the university and then a girl and then this. Okay. So I just have a ridiculous asking out a girl story. And it all it all starts in front of my family. <laughs> so okay, wait, wait. Is, how, how full is this? Like, is this a full story? Is this a beginning, middle and end kind of story? Because I have another thing, but it's just like a, a quick aside. And I don't want to, you know. Why don't we see, Tom? Wait, wait, okay, wait, 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 wait. Let's see. Uh, actually, you have a quicker one. Well, that's, I'm just wondering, like, because if I'm at the end of your story, it might seem just like nothing. But no, just, do, just go. go this is a one. I remember uh, there was this girl when I was. I remember meeting her. I think when I was in high school. I must. I must have still been in high school. I met her when I was like year eleven, year twelve, and she was like, you know, those like sixteen year, like sixteen year old girls who look twenty one. She was just one of these girls. And when I was seventeen, she was the most beautiful thing I'd ever seen in my life. Mm. And I was uh, out with, and I met her through friends of friends, and like had been at a mate's house with her at times, and would have made zero impression, as evident in the rest of this story, because uh, I was with my family out at our like the one restaurant we went to every other week, and she was a waitress there, and it was the first time I'd ever seen her work there, and she was taking her order, uh, her, our order, and I looked up to her, and I was like, oh, hey. She's like, do I know you? In front of my father, Elliot. <laughs> and I was like, I'm one of James's friends. She's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm like, oh, the damage has been done. I'm going to tell this on that a podcast actually, in 10 no, years That could have been great. That could have been really good where you're like, do I know you? Like, that's always a start. What do you expect? That she's going to remember your like address and name and everything? What do you just be like? Yeah, like I'm Tom Wick and we've actually met before at the... And she'd be like, oh, she'd fake it, Tom. She'd fake it. No, <laughs> She's no, no, working. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. It, it still hurts. I can imagine. Well, this <laughs> one hurt a little bit, uh, but also I was just like, you had to do it. Okay, so when I was, this is how I'm going to start the story. When I was like a little boy, um, when I was a little boy, I had this massive crush on this girl from Australia's Next Top Model. 
Oh, named, which one? Um, it was back in the day. Her name was I can't remember. I could I can find her last name for later. I'll post it on the whatever if we need to. I would love. To, there was one girl from Australia's Next Top Model that I was also obsessed with for a short while. Yeah, but then, it was like one of the first seasons. One of the yeah, one ones? of the first oh, ones. I wonder okay. if it's the same girl. It's her name's Madison. Madison. I that don't was know. her name. Okay. okay, so her name was Madison, and she was this Queensland like surfy chick, and she was just gorgeous to me and she was just like uh anyway so like i had this massive crush on her i was like this chick is unbelievable i can't like it, it was one of those people where you're like i can't i don't know people look like that <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> like and then we went to dinner like many years later with my dad kind of thing i'm just myself my family and stuff we went to dinner and um how old, how old are you um 19 18 okay, okay. And she's older than me kind of thing. But um, my dad's out with like his, you know, now basically wife kind of thing. But this is sort of the beginning of his relationship with um, his, with my sort of like, you know, stepmom and uh, my family, my sister, my brother, uh, my stepbrother. And we're all just out at dinner in Newtown. And um, that girl from Australia's Next Top Model is working behind the counter. She is working at the bar at this Newtown restaurant that I am sitting at with my family. And I'm looking at her and I'm like, Oh my God, that's fucking, I Googled it on my phone. Cause I don't, remember, I don't remember her last name now, but I fucking, I just, you type in Madison with Australia's next top model was like, Oh, that's her. And, uh, I was like, Elliot, fucking 12 year old, well, like 13 year old Elliot would not let you get away with this. If you didn't fucking fail at least, you know yeah, what I mean? Wow. You've got to ask her out. You fucking got to do it. And I'm sitting there. So I can't even enjoy my meal. I'm so nervous. You know what I mean? I'm like sitting there and I'm also with my family. I'm like, how the fuck do I play, pay this, play this? And then we come to the end of the night and uh, we're getting ready to pay the bill. And I said to my dad, all right, I'm going to ask this girl out. I was like, I'm going to ask this girl, like, can you guys leave? Give me your credit card and make it look like I'm paying for the meal. <laughs> <laughs> and so my dad, my dad goes, great idea. And he gives me the credit card. And uh, they go outside and I go and pay for it. And I was like, hey, uh, you want to show these next time? Blah, 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 blah. And she's like, yes. And I was like, um, yeah, I was a big fan of you on there and stuff like that. That's crazy. Anyway, uh, Oh, that's my card. Okay, great. Um, can I uh, can I maybe take you out sometime for? You know, and she was just like, ah, uh, I have a boyfriend. <laughs> and I was like, um, I was like, oh, that's that's okay. No worries. Box ticked. Box ticked. And then ran away. You said box ticked. Absolutely her? not. Oh, Absolutely okay. not. In my own head, I was just like, that's okay. That's fine. That your ego is not falling apart too much. And ran outside. And I was like, what happened? And he's like, oh, she, she, I was like, she said no. <laughs> the car kind of thing. But I was like, oh fuck, I'm. It's one of the, even back today, even today, I'm just like, I'm so glad because it would have been like one of those, you should have done it. You know what I mean? And I was just, it, it, it completely blew up in my face. But uh, yeah, I've got to be honest. I'm very disappointed with how the story's played out in that <laughs> it was like the least offensive, least embarrassing way this could have gone without you. And yeah, and I fucked her. Like that was <laughs> the only way that story could have been. No, I wish. I, <laughs> I should have less I should've, embarrassing. I should have actually said it like, uh, I should have been like, oh my goodness. Um, uh, I didn't. I didn't actually get with this girl. I didn't actually go on a date with this girl. But this is what happened. That's what I had. That's how I should have prefaced the story to let you know that nothing, you nothing sh you happened. Sh you should have prefaced the story off podcast and told it there. <laughs> 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 I've just been a dick. That was actually good. No, cool. It was interesting until you. the ending. <laughs> it was interesting until you know what happened happened. Yeah. Well, w w this is the journey as well. Like, I mean, you, 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 Elliot. Can Elliot ever tell a good story? No, you have great stories. <laughs> you just you, you you know what you told that really well, but it wasn't. A, you tell bad stories well and good stories terribly. That is exactly <laughs> it. You're like, let me tell you about the time my dad threw a knife at me badly. <laughs> or let me tell you the time I was softly let down really grippingly. <laughs> <laughs>
Um, this is the biggest mistake I think you made in the whole thing. If there was, do you think how, okay, what are the bookies odds she actually had a boyfriend? Zero. I would what, say. What, you reckon? You think she just Possibly. brushed you off? I just told myself that she didn't. But, mm. um, but I guess that, I, I, well, I don't know. I only knew her from being on Australia's Next Top Model and being a Queensland resident. Now she's in Sydney doing bartending. I was like, she's probably new in town. You know what I mean? Like, I just kind of put two and two together. <laughs> You're like, well, eight years ago, she was in Queensland, so she must be new in town. I'm doing quick math, Tom, without really looking on the internet. They were trying to be like, where have you been? You know what I mean? Which would be super well, creepy. That was what I was going to say. I think the worst thing you did was said, You're from Australia's next top model, right? Like, are you I'm just realizing s- that now? Yeah, well, yeah, I am. <laughs> I'm so awful that. I mean, like, uh, I was actually just panicked. So you're like, yeah, episode seven, that was a great shoot for you. You did well. You oh got my the ability. God. I don't ever think that it went well. I don't ever, I just needed an icebreaker. I didn't think that our conversation was going to go well. I didn't think that it was going to be successful in any way. I just knew I needed to do it. It needed to be done. Do you reckon we can get her on the pod? I reckon we can get Madison from Australia's Next Top Model on the pod. Holy smoke. Can we, like, off, yeah. We that would definitely be, try. There's no way she's doing anything. Do you reckon she'd remember? I don't think she'd care. She like, probably she'd gets eight of those a day kind of thing where she's just like... Oh, she, she's fucking... She was working at a restaurant last time you saw her, Elliot. <laughs> How many... She's getting eight offers a day to go on media. And she's like, I'm sorry. I'm just following my true love, which is tending bar right now. Oh, my God. You're right. You're right. <laughs> I reckon there's a fair to high chance we can get at least Madison to respond to our DMs. And be, she's like, she, like, would you like to be on the podcast? And she's like, I have a boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> oh, that is, yeah, that's funny. I, uh, the only time, uh, I, I reserve the right to chop this out when I, uh, rethink about telling the story. Oh, but the only time I ever, the most embarrassing time that I, cause I never, I never asked a girl, I never asked like just a girl that I ran into out on a date. I've, I've, ne- I've never, except once. I know it wasn't even that I asked for her number. It was a girl that I was on the tr- I was on the train and I swore we made eye contact a few times. Like, is she? Is this a? I think this might be. And I was sitting on the train the whole time. Like, you might as well just try. You might as well just try. And I literally like we got off the train at the same station. I was like, it's a sign. And I tapped her on the shoulder. I was like, hey, I was just wondering you. I think you're really cute. I was wondering if you get number. She was like, oh, no. <laughs> like, this, like oh. it was it was the table shot of like what on earth could you possibly have to say to me like did i drop my wallet <laughs> i love what we're going through her mind afterwards as well she's like what did i do to make him think <laughs> did I just, just look in his direction too much like well, shame on me like is did he get a really bad angle on me to think oh we're God. on the same level dude right like i remember i this one time i was uh catching the bus with my brother and his girlfriend and there was this girl at the bus stop at central and we were getting off at redfern and uh, I thought she was cute, and I thought exactly the same thing. She was making eye, like you know, eyes at me at, at the bus stop, and uh, I was like, okay, I might, I might, I must look okay today. You know what I mean? This is looking mm. pretty good, kind of thing. You feel pretty good about yourself. Got on the bus, and I was like, I've got to ask this girl out or something. Like I got to like, and there's people. It's a packed fucking bus. I'm standing up while she's sitting down, and uh, I write my number down on a piece of paper, and I say, hey, and I just have it so it's like she can see the number, and I go as I'm like I, I hit the bus the the button to get off my stop, and right as I'm about to get off, I go, hey can I give you this? And she looks down and sees the number written in my hand and she looks back up and she goes, no. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, that's okay. Scrumpled it up in my hand and <laughs> ran away. <laughs> no, it's my bank account details. Help yourself. It's my credit card number. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, no, the, the, I've, I've probably got like, I don't know where I thought of that, that one from the, the, um, 
the Madison chick, but I'm, like I'm pretty, I peeled that out of my head this I'm week. I'm pretty impressed you actually did because there's no way I would have done anything about it. In your situation, I would have just, I would have gone home and like kicked myself mm. under the guys that, oh, you gave, because you know what you do? You go home and you think about all the great things you just left on the table, yep. not the ass kicking you saved yourself. Yes, no, that's that's exactly right. That's the, I've, I've had enough of those nights mm. where I've come home and been like, why didn't you? You could be doing something right now mm. with that person had you just been a fucking man and just yeah. fucking <laughs> made that decision and like been willing to fail like a gentleman. You know what I mean? <laughs> and uh, I got to enough of those nights where I was like, the bedroom after not doing it hurts way more than this is going to hurt right now. Just go for it. You know, like the bedroom with my own thoughts, like lying in bed being like, this fucking sucks. It's going to hurt more than anything that this person could say to me. And also comedy helped with that. I was like, tell me something I haven't heard bomb wise. You know what I mean? Like I've, I've heard all the hate. No, I'll take the lonely bedroom. <laughs> I'll take the real lonely bedroom. <laughs> I'll put a podcast on so loud I can't hear my thoughts. <laughs> oh, I'm hanging out with Joe Rogan now. <laughs> if you think about it, the voices in my head are sort of like a podcast. <laughs> Today's podcast is not brought to you by Audible.com, the world's leading audiobook platform with 400,000 titles to choose from. Books aren't just for nerds anymore. Trick people into thinking you read with Audible.com. And I'm running late for a gig. <laughs> uh, good news and bad news. I found Madison, Madison Wall. Shout out to Madison Holy Wall shit, I think on that's Instagram. It. Nice. Uh, she has 1,200 Instagram followers, so... <laughs> Almost as good as tremendous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just a lot better than us. But point being, very accessible, but maybe less so because she does have a three-year-old child. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Shame on them. <laughs> <laughs> and her and her husband and or boyfriend own a pizza restaurant together. Should we go and get some pizza? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have a husband. Look, I'm with the woman that I love, okay? I don't want to see this woman again. <laughs> you break my heart. Yeah, what season of Australia's Exit Model was tea on? She's on my season. <laughs> For life. <laughs> Oh, oh, I'm God. in so much trouble. <laughs> I think I was the only one that said anything even remotely offensive about. I'll still get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I invited you in. So, okay. Uh, so uh, tell me about, uh, well, okay. So this was the conversation we had before the podcast. Elliot and I catch up and we talk about what are the kinds of things that we could talk about. And, uh, you know, it's usually stories from a personal life. Elliot's like, I've got a great story about trying to ask this girl out. It's got a crazy <laughs> twist ending at the end. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, you should definitely tell that and build it up to me heaps before. And, uh, <laughs> and build it up to me And And Elliot goes, oh, and I also, uh, if, if uh, I mean, this is the beauty of recording on a Monday for a Friday. If you'll recall four days ago, the country is flooding and people are losing their houses. Oh, and Elliot said to me, i got a hot take on the floods to discuss. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, no, you don't. <laughs> so oh, give me no. a give me a hot you've take. My, you've definitely warned my take. <laughs> okay, so um, well, I don't know. Like, okay. <laughs> okay, so, so well, okay, so like, there's 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 a lot of flooding going on, right? <laughs> there's a lot of people that are unhappy. Like, even like tonight, I was supposed to be meeting a Kyle Legacy. And his uh, and a friend of his, Mia Mia Bates, she comes along to the shows and stuff like that. And um, she she lives in Windsor, 
out oh, like yeah. out, out west sort of thing and so she we were saying like you know we'll, we'll see you tomorrow and she's like maybe we you know my house might be flooded I might be having a swimming pool in my backyard and then she messaged us today we're like you're coming and she's like my gar- my grandmother and i have been evacuated oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> we're like oh no then we saw on the news there's this guy who's like dog is in the house his dog is in the house and they're like, and the house is floating down the street and like, they can see the house. It's been lifted off like bricks or something like that. Uh, you know, how what, like houses on bricks. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what's the, how is the dog still in the, they left the dog just like you would any other house. You know what I mean? Like they, like the, you left, Oh, they gone out for the day. They gone the out for the night. day. Yeah, like okay. quickly kind of thing. The dog is still in the house and he, the guy was crying on the news. Like, fuck, he must've been so scared in there. And so, so and I was like, that's fucking, that's the worst, man. Like, and, but dogs are pretty like, you know, like they can doggy paddle and stuff. I was like hoping for the the best that they were like, actually, you know, it was okay. Maybe it went up the chimney, something like, <laughs> like a reverse Santa. figured out the door was like, what well, these humans aren't that smart kind of thing. But I was just like, you know, this is really shit for all the dry land animals. But if you're a fish, <laughs> if well, you're, like, like if you're in you're, the aquarium, <laughs> if you're a fish and it, as it's filling up, you're like, Oh my God, party time for us. <laughs> we're watching you now. <laughs> you guys are on small bits of land and we're laughing at you. Sprinkle, we'll sprinkle some food in. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you're a fish in an aquarium that's being flooded out in the wet, out in the, uh, the Western suburbs, hurrah. Okay, here's what I want you to do. Tell that on stage tonight. Yeah, I will. Record it. I'm going to drop it into the podcast right now. And he was like, can you imagine thoughts that that dog was thinking of like right before it happened? You know what I mean? Like, I'm a big dog lover. I can't imagine anything worse happening. But if you're a fish, <laughs> this just might be your day. <laughs> God bless you. <laughs> Elliot, how do you think that bit just went? Um, It's going to slay. <laughs> it's going to slay. People are going to go home and look at their fish and be like, what are you thinking? <laughs> I'm going to put I, a lid on it. I think I think it's going to go quite well as well, which is disappointing, but I hope it goes badly. <laughs> not not anything again, like, you know, the fact that it's you telling it's just a bonus, but... I'm going to uh, slay it with nervous charisma. <laughs> <laughs> the closest thing I had to a hot take on this is, have you seen the, the main news story I keep seeing about the floods is about the, uh, the couple who were getting married and on their wedding day, their house floated away. Have you seen this? Oh... This is the one they had, and also on the, the same dog. day they had a dog in the house. Oh, it's the, we're talking about the same person. So they, they were supposed to have a wedding, and then they came home. Like whatever, no, they came home. The house has been washed away on the day they were supposed to have their wedding. In the house was their fucking Jack Russell, and the guy was on the news crying, just like she must have been so fucking scared. That broke my heart. I was like, fuck that. I mean, the house is awful. Yeah. Okay. All the ma- I'm a very sentimental guy. Like all my photos and everything would have been missing. But oh uh, yeah, the dog man. Yeah, I would have been thinking brutal. about that too. Like the poor things for last moments. Did we find shit. out what happened to the dog? I don't think they're going to report on the dog. <laughs> Unless it survived, we'd know about it. <laughs> if that dog survived, that would be the the uh, the victory call of the morning. <laughs> All right. Well, this my hot take's sadder now, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck my, you for setting it up. My, my, only, <laughs> my, my, own, my only hot take of this was, like, the front page is about the people who were on their wedding day and had their house float away. My hot take is, if there was ever a day you wanted your house to float away, it's on your wedding day. Because <laughs> hundreds of other people had their houses floated away and they weren't on the front page of the Sitting Morning Herald. Like, true. these guys are probably going to get a Kickstarter. Everyone's Kickstarter. Gonna get them. They're going to get around it. They're going to get heaps of money out of it. And all these other people are like, fuck, what, just because nothing good happened the day my house yeah, floated away? I didn't schedule anything selfish on the day of a tragedy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get a Kickstarter. This was day was about you. It's about us. <laughs> this is an us day, not you. You're, you're in a fucking... You should have known there was going to be a flood. <laughs> 
all right, let's 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 wrap these up. You, so I think we both we've both got jokes of the week. We're relative. One last on. point. Imagine you did have a wedding and it got washed away, but you didn't get on the news. <laughs> <laughs> we got two to be married couples. One of them is kind of ugly. Fuck those guys. Fuck those guys. Let's talk about the other one. <laughs> sorry, sorry. What was the last? Uh, so we got we got we got a joke, joke. Joke of the week. Like I've got a joke. I'm kind of excited about, but it sounds like you got a joke. You're kind of excited. I got about. a joke that I'm pretty confident I'm going to fuck up the last line. I practiced this with a couple people over the phone, and fifty fifty. Uh, okay, and so both in my performance and their enjoyment. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to do this joke. See if you enjoy it, and uh, I think as a joke connoisseur, you might enjoy it. Okay, um, all right. We'll see. Click, click. It's from the late great Rudy. Rudy Ray Moore, who played the original Dolomite character in the original Dolomite movie in the exploitation film. Oh, okay. Um, okay, so this is how it goes. I'm probably going to fuck this up. And I'm going to be so disappointed because it's going to end up at the end of the edit kind of thing. I know <laughs> your style. You'll find something else more embarrassing when I'm like <laughs> thinking about this. All right. Click, click, Tom. A reverend in a church needs, uh, he needs an organ player to play the hymns to his uh, congregation cannot find uh, an organ player in the town, but uh, a piccolo player comes up and says, Reverend, I can play the piccolo. I can play the hymns to your congregation. I've been, pl- I've been practicing the piccolo for three weeks. I will play the piccolo for your congregation. And the Reverend says, that's great. Can we, uh, congregation, we all turn to hymn number 100. Can we turn to hymn number 100? Uh, the piccolo player is going to play hymn number 100. And the piccolo player says, I can't play that. Like, that's a little bit too complicated, Reverend. Can we play something else? And the Reverend says, that's fine. There's, there's no worries at all. Turn to hymn number 130. And so the piccolo player immediately pipes up and says, I can't, you know, I, I don't know how to do that. It's a little bit too hard for me. And someone in the audience says, the piccolo player is a motherfucker. And the reverend says, who said that shit? I am not going to deal with that shit in my congregation. Who said that? Put your hand up. Whoever called my piccolo player a motherfucker, put your hand up right now. And no one responds. And he says, all right, I see how it is. Uh, the person sitting next to the person who called my piccolo player a motherfucker, stand up right now. And no one stood up. And he goes, all right, well, the guy sitting next to the guy who's sitting next to the guy who called my piccolo player a motherfucker stand up right now. And no one stands up. But a guy in the back puts his hand up and says, Reverend, I am not the one that called your piccolo player a motherfucker. I'm not even the guy sitting next to the guy who called your, rev- your piccolo player a motherfucker. I am not even the guy sitting next to the guy who's sitting next to the guy who called your piccolo player a motherfucker. But Reverend, I do have one question. Who called that motherfucker a piccolo player? <laughs> I mean, I loved the delivery. <laughs> oh man, I uh, I love the joke. <laughs> Do you really love the joke, bro? I fell off my fucking chair when I heard him say that. I it was like listening to Raw for the first time, Eddie Murphy, the way that he delivered it back in like the seventies stuff, and just crushed this audience with this joke. I fell off my chair. But I did later figure out that it's like a black circuit joke where they would trade jokes as they're coming up and then somebody that would be successful would take the joke and into the professional circuit and they would be like, hey, no, that's us. We passed that joke around. You can't take that. And they would take that. And that was one of them. Piccolo Player became famous and uh, blown up by many people. I don't even know if he wrote it, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep telling it and wasting everyone's time and bombing. It was a fantastic delivery. You were really into it. I was I was engrossed by the story, but very disappointed by the ending. Very much like your America's Next Top Model story. <laughs> very much it's like my very life, <laughs> my, my, my comedy career, as discussed earlier in this call. Tom Tommy Kevlar has taken a bullet that could not be uh, penetrated. You couldn't penetrate him. Tom, give me the joke. I, so I'm doing one now. You're I? up. Okay, all right. Swing. I think you're gonna like. I think you're gonna like this one. If I can again, if I can tell that properly. Um. So uh, Tarzan and Jane 
hanging around one afternoon and things are getting hot and heavy between Tarzan and Jane. They haven't made love yet. And Jane said, Tarzan, have you made love before? And Tarzan says, no, Tarzan never make love before. And Jane says, Tarzan, can I show you how to make love? And Tarzan said, yes, you, you show me. And she says, have you ever had an orgasm before? And he said, yes, in knot of tree. And so Jane takes off her clothes and she lies down on her back totally naked and she points to her parts and she says, Tarzan, not a hole in tree, you put it in here. And so Tarzan walks up to her and kicks her square between the legs. <laughs> and Jane goes, after writhing in pain for several minutes, goes, what the fuck was that, Tarzan? And Tarzan said, me check for squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I found it funny of the visual of Tarzan kicking <laughs> Jane was, in the cunt. The punch <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck this podcast. 